Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Variety, celebrating more than 118 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. Barry has called me Carrie Dubeck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he's like, you're being Carrie Dubeck right now. And yeah, there's like, a desperation <laughs> to him that I think we all have. We all have. We're yeah. sitting in Variety doing a podcast right now <laughs> talking about ourselves ad nauseum. We are Carrie Dubeck. I did not refresh Twitter earlier and look at the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Just quietly, exactly like the end of episode uh, one of this season. <laughs> Although they play over-the-top Hollywood wannabes, thirsty for a taste of success and attention, the other two stars, Helena York and Drew Tarver, admit it sometimes cuts a little too close to home. I'm Michael Schneider, and on this episode of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talk to the two stars of Max's The Other Two, now in its third season. We talk about the show, fame, Hollywood, and so much more. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. From former Saturday Night Live head writers Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider, the Max comedy The Other Two follows millennial siblings Brooke and Carrie Dubeck, played by Helena York and Drew Tarver, as they struggle to find their footing in New York City, all while being overshadowed by their young brother Chase, played by Case Walker, whose surprise hit single turns him into a Bieber-esque pop phenom. That feeling of inadequacy is compounded in season two when their mom, Pat, played by Molly Shannon, becomes a daytime TV star with a fame not unlike Oprah or Ellen. In season three, Carrie, an actor, finally works his way up to C-list celebrity status, while Brooke, after talent managing her famous family members, decides to leave the industry to do good. Hey. Would you be mad if I went somewhere anti-gay for my honeymoon? Uh, hello, sweet sister. This week in gay news, the indie drama Night Nurse is finally set to premiere three years later after the most COVID delays of any movie. I had so much fun shooting this. And was it exactly what you thought it would be? Everyone outside now, there has been a positive. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, very fun. Chase, you've been killing it these last couple of years. How old are you these days? I'm 18. Oh my God, fuck me. No. Almost 18. It's in a few days. Oh. Good to see you, cutie. This fucking industry. Brooke's still killing it as a manager. You represent Pat Dubeck and Chase Dreams. Also, Drape Disasters with Maria Menounos. Brookie, we have a lot of good programming. Yes, I am proud to be a part of all these vital shows. What we both do is nothing. What we do is fucking 
Don't you want acting to be more? I'd love to not just act, but also to make a difference. So I want to be gay Albert Einstein and win an Oscar. Being a manager is meaningful to me, but I can't do it without feeling judged. Okay, this sort of feels like a therapy situation. (laughs) (laughs) We're nothing like your kids. Neither Neither of us know a thing about the entertainment industry. Everything in my life can be insane, but not me and them. So you are alive! We need to be normal, and if we're normal, then I can handle the rest. Okay, what the hell? In your face, Brooke. Hey, hey! Mom, you can't say this shit about your base. God, you're worse on social media than Carrie. What? Take that back. Hey, now we're all on the same team here. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. That was too far. are asleep in the next round. So we for real can't have sex because my my hole is out. Debuting in 2019 on Comedy Central, the series then moved to HBO Max, steadily growing an audience of comedy fans and the very type of industry insiders the show satirizes. That includes the cast members themselves. Friday's Janelle Riley and I recently sat down with York and Tarver to talk about season three. But first, I had to mention to the Georgia native, Tarver, that I'd never noticed a bit of twang in his voice until this very moment. You had it? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good, because I feel like occasionally I'll be watching it and I have to say the word, like, I feel like I in season two I had to say the word oil. Yeah, oil. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> and Chris and Sarah were like, Drew, how, why do you sound like a hillbilly all of a sudden? Well, they know I'm from the South, but they were like, it's coming out. So I have to like uh, I kind of have to tighten up sometimes. Well, a testament to acting. Yeah. I know. I wow. have never noticed that on the show. I know. I would like to say that I like I did take some dialect classes for a second. I was wondering, like if when you I had. first like started, because it was like it was pretty thick. Yeah. But mostly just years of people looking at me, being like, "Where are you from?" Like, kind of humiliated me into, I guess, a standard American accent. <laughs> Standard. I guess that's what it's called. I don't know. It's something like that. Yeah. The Western. What was what? What was the the sort of the biggest learning curve in picking up sort of that? I guess quote unquote uh, just straight ahead Midwestern maybe. Is yeah. The most American? I guess. I mean, like, I don't. I don't really know. Like, I would like to be like, oh, I really. I, I will say that, like, when I have to say, let's see, heel, like a heel versus hill. Uh-huh. Like a hill you're driving over, that I almost always mess up. So I'll just be like, yeah, just a little bit further over this hill. And I'll be like, oh, I mean hill. Hill. <laughs> but I think also as a, I feel like you first start as somebody from the South, like trying not to sound like the South on your voicemail. Like you when, uh, when voicemails, when you're leaving your voicemail, outgoing message or whatever like i feel like me and my dad were both like kind of like hello this is drew tarver and you have reached my cell phone like you're trying to like and you listen back and you're like "Mm, that's not it but i'm I'm trying uh because people are calling and you're like i don't want to sound like i'm picking up my phone from like a barn did you see that video on netflix that fred armison did where he talked about touring with all of the accents across america yeah he does like all of the i think he does like all of the new york boroughs he does all the new york boroughs plus like every southern dialect have you guys not seen this it's unbelievable it's from his latest netflix special he's so funny and it is 
unbelievable. He even goes into like Portland, Washington, different dialects over the course of California. It's very funny. Yeah, I do feel like like when I was like early on or or when you're like trying to get on SNL, you're like developing your characters. And I'd be like, okay, I got this character. I got this character. I got this character. And they're like, well, they're all Southern. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, well, maybe they'll just hire like somebody who specifically can do shades of Southern. (laughs) A little too specific. Wait, did you try to get on SNL? I try. Yes. Everyone has their SNL story, I feel. Yeah. I mean, like I never made it to the the, like stage audition, but I showcased at UCB a couple of times and I was like, I think all my characters are are Southern. Little rednecks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, this is this redneck and this is this redneck. And they're like, but they sound the same. And I'm like, no, no, no. They they own different cows. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you differentiate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a milk cow and this person has a steer. (laughs) They're very different. (laughs) Helena, did you ever go out for SNL? No, I didn't. um, I couldn't afford improv classes when I was coming (laughs) up in New York. I was like, $450? Get out of here with this. I don't have that. I got to make rent. And I remember talking to people being like, do I need to sign up at UCB? Like, it's so expensive and like to devote the time. And I was just too nervous about it. And so I never did it. And I think it's still like one of my regrets that I didn't get into it as much. I mean, I went to school for theater, for musical theater. So I did, I toured musicals and I've been on Broadway a couple times. That was my, I was going to like open dance calls, which was, um, it sounds as humiliating <laughs> as things that Drew went through. Yeah, yeah. Watching girls like do their makeup and blow dry their hair and like open studios and Pearl Studios or, you know, all these places in New York, like Ripley Greer. And I mean, I truly still go there and the smell just gives me trauma attacks. Um, but yeah, I couldn't, um, I couldn't afford the $450. Well, you ended up on Broadway and that's, you know, like that's pretty good. I, 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 guess, I don't know like, if I'd trade on Broadway for Herald night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, you see people like Brandon Scott Jones who writes and is on our show this season and Darcy Carden and, um, uh, Chris and Sarah. And I mean, everybody's like friends with each other, knows each other. And it's such a nice community. And I think from the outside, I definitely feel FOMO. It's a, it's kind of like a gang. They're they're kind of a, a yeah. And they're like a, cool, cool, they're, cool click. Yeah. Yeah. People yes. that were never cool that are now so cool. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, I don't know if it's cool exactly. I think like it's popped cool. collars, but yes, ending. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> hey, welcome to the club. Uh, add some information into this scene. <laughs> I don't know. I go and I see you go on, and I mean, I love going to see Drew do improv. Like, I brought my husband recently. He did it at the Beacon Theater with uh, with Ben Schwartz, Ben Schwartz, ben Schwartz and friends. And yeah. I showed up. And, you know, Drew told us the wrong time, of course. So we were <laughs> late because of Drew. Like, it's almost like even if you want to be on time for Drew, you're late anyway because he fucks it up in some way. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got the, ti- <laughs> the time anyways, wrong. Anyways, <laughs> we went to go see him. And I was like, I, I often feel like when I go see Drew in improv, like I, somebody I bring, I'm like, see, see, do you see what I mean? Do you see why this person's so brilliant? I just think improv to me is like a magic trick. And anytime somebody asks me to do it for an audition, I like freeze up and, you know, turn into like, you know, a Robotron or something. (laughs) I can't do it. Not like Drew. Well, uh, we're talking about SNL and Lauren Michaels is a producer on your show, an executive producer. So how often have you seen him? Have you had much interaction with him? Drew, have you had a chance to say, yeah, um, I auditioned for you? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah, did you quickly. like go up to him and just really very do a quickly? I was how how on you like door. me now, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I. He came to the pilot. He came to the pilot, and I met him sitting on a toilet. What? Yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah, you yeah. or he was sitting on a toilet? I was sitting on a toilet because the open of opening of the pilot were like on our phones, and we drop our phones in the pilot. Yeah, the we toilet. were both on the toilet oh, the day right. he came to set, <laughs> <laughs> filming toilet. But like scenes. literally, my pants were around my ankles and he sort of like waved to me from offset and yeah. I was like oh my fucking god this is how I'm meeting the legend of Hollywood yeah, yeah. it was very nice it was very it was very Sitting cool with of my him to pants come to around set. my yeah, ankles yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history <laughs> exactly <laughs> By the way, great segue, Michael Schneider. He's king of the segues. Oh. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Let's talk about Lauren Michaels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's fun to go to SNL now. Like, we went to see Molly host oh. a couple weeks ago. Drew flew in. It was, like, so fun to go and support her. We love her so, so much. But we got to, like, watch from Lauren's office. And there's all these, oh. like, fancy people in there and wine and, you know, you sit in like the little area and then there's this little like curtain that you can like watch from a little mezzanine balcony and um like you know it's so funny being backstage at these places these like legendary spots um um do you get to rifle through his desk yeah you get to like steal his shit (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, we weren't watching the show we were just like going through closets he won't miss this the jonas brothers were the musical guests and we like you like shuffle down the stairs and you get to like sit in this stand like on the floor and watch the jonas brothers and we were kind of like sandwiched in the hallway somebody's like clear clear like making everybody like splat against the wall yeah and um nick jonas i'd met him years ago anyways but he was like oh i love the show like right off of coming off the stage and i lost my goddamn mind <laughs> I couldn't believe it, and I was like, "But my, dad, but I'm, I know your wife a little bit, because like, <laughs> I'd done like a couple episodes of Quantico a hundred years ago." And you just kind of went by, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was bragging about it to Adam Scott, <laughs> who is like, you know, I was like, "And you are also great, Adam." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm curious if you get that a lot from uh, other people in the industry, like if they acknowledge first of all that they watch the show um, and how much they love it. Um, yeah, I was at a Jack Wife's Frida in Soho and I ran into, well, my friend knew Olivia Wilde's friend and I was like, bitch, you can't just go up and talk to this friend without bringing me. I want to meet Olivia Wilde. (laughs) And I was just like chatting with her and in the middle of the conversation, she's like, love your show, by the way. And I, my butt dropped out of my body. (laughs) She was so, I loved her from like, do you remember when she was on, um, the OC? Yes. And house. Oh my God. And like those piercing eyes and like, you know, I was, she's just so cool. And she does all this directing now and creates her own shit. And you know, I just did multi-hyphenate, and I was just like fangirling. And she's like, "Yeah, my ex-boyfriend and I just love the show," and I truly lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> "Harry Styles." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you served her some papers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the flip side, do you ever meet people that you've made fun of on the show that maybe don't have the best sense of humor about it? Or I think it's a badge of honor. I do too. It's it's with love. Yeah, I think. I've always thought of it as Hillsong yeah. Church might disagree, but <laughs> sure. Yes, yes. So the Lord was very angry at us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ came down and was like, "Hey, are you guys making fun of me? <laughs> right. can, can you just <laughs> chill?" And I was like, "Jesus, chill, dude." <laughs> like, and but he had a good sense of humor about it. He was nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord. The Lord. Um, speaking of cults. 
You like oh, this yes. segue? Yeah, it's okay, so good. good. So good. Good, good. <laughs> Drew, you played a cult leader on Ghosts this this season. I did. I did. That was very, that was very fun. Sort of, you were on uh, Brandon's uh, uh, turf this yes, time. Yes, I know. That was very, very fun uh, to get to play, um, you know, uh, uh, a cult leader on that show. I guess something about my energy, they were like, well, this guy is kind of creepy. People <laughs> will follow him into their own death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was that an was... appealing cult, I have to say. You made a strong case for that cult. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. what did we have? Like uh, like patches, like vitamin patches. Everyone was happy and healthy. And... Yeah, we were like, we were we were very healthy, but we did not have a place to live. <laughs> we, we still <laughs> needed an address. Um, but yeah, that was so fun. I mean, I love Brandon and, and love working on that show. That whole cast is so great, and it was really, really fun. It was fun to like... It's fun that you you do like a couple takes and without the ghosts and and then mm. like kind of the ghosts come in and you're you have to kind of like react to all of it. It's so it's such a fun like unique way to film. I sent the shittiest text to him a couple days ago. <laughs> I flew here from New York and I was like, "Ooh, ghosts." And I hadn't watched it and I was like I sent Brandon a text. I was like, "This is a potentially mean text, but I just started watching Ghosts and I love it." Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so I good. Love I defend it. it all the time. People, I know. I love it. Yeah. And I'm telling my parents to watch it too. Like I loved it. And also Rose Mc I knew Rose McIver from doing Masters of Sex and I just think that she's so sweet and so great and yeah that cast is amazing people have used it for cheap jokes a couple times actually at the last improv show I went to people were like oh Ghost the number one show on CBS I'm like you clearly don't watch it because it is shockingly clever and very edgy in places yeah very edgy but like it's lovely. It's yeah. a lovely show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I did not see Drew's episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Just just I on. refuse. I just skipped right over Drew shit. Anything that is not involving the two of us, we will not watch. On principle. Just on <laughs> principle. I actually get annoyed watching our show with my husband because he'll start laughing at something Drew said. And I'll be like, well, now you miss my joke, so we have to rewind. <laughs> right, you have to rewind. I was like, yes. Get, don't listen to him. Right. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, likewise, I'm bombing with my own siblings at my house and you're killing. And I'm like, guys, uh, can we give me a couple of fake laughs here, please? Just a little. I know, ha -ha. You're, I know you're used to my cadence, but uh, no, we were re rewinding your stuff last night. So and we're just dying. You're the best. Well, you know, it's so funny. Speaking of, of ghosts, the, the episode at uh, Ellen's party actually sort of had a little bit of a ghostier. It's yeah. all about the, the segues, the best. right? Unbelievable. But uh, I, I, I just, I love that episode because there was sort of that, that play of like suddenly you're out of the industry and then you're just invisible. And by the way, what did the baby do? We need to know. <laughs> oh, I know. We need to know. They never tell us. They never it's reveal the what the baby did. Um, yeah, I loved doing that episode so much. And that as an idea, when we get the scripts, we get so excited. And they like literally Chris and Sarah write these scripts and then they send them to us and they sit by their phones waiting for us to text them jokes <laughs> they wrote back to them. Um, but this season in particular, to put to inject it with that level of surrealism, but something that is a real a, an idea that exists and a feeling that we've all had. Like I'm in the industry and I go to these parties and I feel like I'm not there. It's <laughs> wild. Everybody's kind of craning, making sure you know who sees them. Um, so yeah, I just thought that as an idea, that was so funny that you are not worth something to somebody, so therefore you're not there. Yeah, you were so good at playing that episode it was so funny just like playing it as real as possible that you're fully <laughs> invisible invisible 
Yeah, it's amazing. At one point, I think someone actually walks through you. Yes. Drew. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, it's Drew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the best thing about these scripts actually is the stage directions. The stage directions. Is that what you call them in movies? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in movie scripts? <laughs> um, and... And in the stage direction on that particular instance, it's like Andrew and Carrie walks right through her because he's all industry now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. comes off of him, you know, basically talking over Curtis and being like, I got this Emily overruled thing. And he's become so deep in that he just walks right through her. And I, and yeah, that really made me laugh. And it's also deeply sad for <laughs> Carrie Dubeck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that Emily overruled episode. Oh, where... my Dana God. Delaney. Isn't that Dana amazing? Delaney. Yeah. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, yeah. She's so great. Oh, that's that. I was so excited to see that for myself because everything drew does i don't get to see i'm not with him that day which is the worst because i love working with him so much i was so excited to see that it was so funny and you played it so oh thanks grounded and you were like oh my god just like really being on that show and <laughs> yeah it was <clears throat> and being the leader of all these people that like want to know how to <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah it like elena was saying it is very fun to kind of like watch I, we get to watch each other's stuff, you know, edited together when it when we're like screening the episodes. And yeah, it's very it's that episode was so fun. Just like trying to play Carrie, who got this job. So you got to be like a good act. Carrie's good enough to be in this show, but is also Drew. Me, the actor, is existing in a parody of a movie and trying to, like, you know, combine all of those, I don't know, like, uh, uh, things together was, yeah. was so, so fun. And playing off of the guest stars in that episode, everybody was so, those, so good. are so good. Yeah. Like, the people at the table with you, everybody was so good on that episode. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I was... and the guy, like, it, I mean, they really played the tone of Pleasantville like to a T so yeah. well. It was so well directed. Yeah, like Toby Maguire in that movie is like so gentle. Like, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like, I'll ha I'm just trying to be like as gentle as I can. He's mm -hmm. like so sweet and Easing gentle. them into this world of yeah, color. Like it's gonna yeah. be okay. <laughs> and he's not like angry with them yeah. and he feels for them. His performance is so good. And I was yeah. like just trying to get as close as I possibly could. But I was also like, they built a full courtroom set, and it was kind of like you know your body doesn't know that you're not not like not on a courtroom drama. So yeah. you're like in front of fifty people doing courtroom drama stuff. It was like probably one of the most like nervous moments I had filming because you're in front of fifty people. I've done a courtroom drama. You have, yeah, for money. I'm shocked you <laughs> have actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been in court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I mean, this is a wonderful courtroom drama that I was on. It's like such a good show. Um, but whenever I get a part like that, I'm like, they're gonna see right through me. I can't do this. I don't know. How yeah. To do this. So I do an impression of people on courtroom drama. Absolutely. 100%. And that is acting. <laughs> During the like the moment where Carrie is kind of having everything's becoming color and he's giving this like I guess closing arguments yeah. is that what it's called throwing the papers yeah throwing the papers and marching Stepping around off your mark yeah oh like my God, drinking so the the the, uh, the 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 <laughs> judge's water, water. yeah um, they were like okay so we just need to like you just need to hit this mark this mark and we've got certain things that you need to do that are in the script like these moments that we really want to get so just kind of improvise closing arguments and walk around and it was like 
wait, so that's going to take me like at least two minutes to get over there, throw the papers, turn around, like talk to the jury, then go to the judge, drink the water, march over to the jury, then go down the jury. They gave you like fullography? Yeah. like I Did Patrick just follow you? I spent days in the studio with a a dance instructor. No, No, they were different setups, but during the wide, they were like, we need it in the wide. And also like the, the, when I'm, becoming color and like the PA's uh, uh, glasses. Yes. Oh so my they God. needed like a reflection and they were like, Drew, just improvise closing arguments. And I was like, yeah, I got that. I got that. And as soon as they were like, okay, and sound speeds, I was like, what are closing arguments? What do I say? What do I say? And I stood up and just was like, this man is a bad man. And you know it and I know it. And we need to put him away for two years, five years. Ten years, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on what he did, and you know what he did, and he did it. Like it was no, so I'm sad that part didn't actually make it. In. <laughs> I know it was, but it was so bad, and like people, <laughs> and I don't think all the background actors like knew exactly what what the episode was, and they were like, "Is this part of the script? Oh, like this so this lawyer is not good." <laughs> I heard the show was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. Actually, I love something about season three is really seeing that these two are good at their jobs. Like Night Nurse apparently is not a terrible movie. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I and, think that and was under 90 minutes, which God bless. bless. Oh, yes. my God. I, know, I would right? actually watch Night Nurse <laughs> yeah. because it's 89 minutes. Yeah. I want to write a movie called like, you know, uh, one H 33 M. And just that that's the title and everybody in the world goes and sees it. They're like, I were 33. OK, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like such a, I think in a panel in season two, we were talking about like, oh, is Carrie good? Like, is he a good actor? Is he bad? Like, what would that, what would that be like? And I thought it was so cool that they chose to make him like, I don't know if he's like amazing yet, but he's like good and can do it. And the movie was good. And I thought it was like such a fun or, or just it, it, you were able to expand on it because the character is just bad. Um, you know, then it's like, OK, well, how's he going to get better? It was just like so more. It was just deeper sort of the storyline of, oh, he's good, but it's still not good enough for him. It's still not fixing him or the movie was fine. Like, uh, but I think that's what Chris and Sarah do so well is that they take you in a direction that isn't necessarily expected. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so easy to say, oh, he's bad or like Brooke is a bad manager. And, She's or a this, great manager, actually. Yeah, and like, or this that. like family hates each other. They're at each other's throats. They don't do that. They give you a family that loves each other, two people that are basically good. And so you can expand on like human foibles as a result of that, you know. Feel, themes of like feeling like you're not enough or or constantly moving a you know the the goalpost for yourself so yeah i think that that's something that they do really well yeah and i still feel for chase especially <laughs> now you know as his as... album being released on the day of the insurrection for <laughs> <Yes>. oh. <laughs> chase stays so sweet oh case is a wonderful man now yes we've yeah. That's the amazing thing. Somebody's asking me about like how we all get along. And like Drew feels like he's my brother. Molly feels like he's my mom. She's like my mom. And, you know, Case is like our little brother who we've watched grown up into this um, fully realized, like self-aware, wonderful young man. And yeah. And very good actor. It's really amazing. Yeah. He really plays like he's really nailed that since the beginning of just giving uh, Chase that sweetness 
that so you can't as an audience be like oh this this pop star sucks you know which made the i i feel like like really grounded and helped all of the stories not be so we read with a couple of actors when we were looking for um chase dreams and <laughs> i remember it was lauren that insisted that this was the guy he was like listen yeah you can have these other kids but like this kid is the kid and he is the kid it's mm -hmm. like you look at this kid and you're like yes that that young man would be a pop star. It makes complete sense. Didn't he sing a song on ukulele in he the did, audition? He did, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. It was he amazing. Did. And yeah. he said, the grind. He, we were asking him about his day that day, and he was on Musical.ly. He was like a Musical.ly star. This was before it was TikTok. And he had had a bunch of meetings. He was like in from Colorado with his mom taking all these meetings. And he's like, yeah, you know, the grind never stops. And it's a full <laughs> catchphrase on the show now. <laughs> I wonder if your your real life stories often work their way into the show because the show is, so, I, I know it's like a little bit surreal, but it's actually not that exaggerated in some ways. Um, I don't know that our real life stories, I, I feel sadly very seen by this character <laughs> and during the pandemic i remember talking to sarah schneider sarah schneider was like driving people to protests and you know boxing up uh feminine hygiene products for her unhoused neighbors and she was and i was like i'm a piece of shit <laughs> like i'm at home yeah watching the circle <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and i was like i gotta volunteer like i'm a bad person so when they when that storyline for Brooke, I was like, I would never have thought to do something like this. And it is, and, 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 you know, and the reflection of her boyfriend being like, this person is so good. So that just means that I'm bad. And, um, and, you know, it's like, and Sarah talks about it as like reflection of herself. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Cause you are one of the most open, generous, like selfless people I know. Um, but I think that was experience that a lot of people had, but yeah. Yeah. They're so good at like, like, writing it to feel you know writing stuff that that like makes sense coming out of our mouths and like with our cadence and stuff like i i do feel like sometimes i'll be talking to my family and i'm like talking about the industry too much and i'm like oh, i think i should tweet about that or do I, maybe i should promote that should i promote that and i'm like oof i'm being a carrie right now i need barry to. has called me carrie dubeck <laughs> yeah 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 no Yes, he's like, you're being Carrie Dubeck right now. And yeah, there's like, a desperation <laughs> to him that I think we all have. We all have. We're yeah. sitting in Variety doing a podcast right now <laughs> talking about ourselves ad nauseum. We are <laughs> Carrie Dubeck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't not refresh Twitter earlier and look at the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Just quietly, exactly like the end of episode uh, one of this season. <laughs> Just oh my like, God, I love the way that episode ends. That it's just you in bed scrolling. Mm. I thought that, and it yeah. was quiet and you, there's nothing else happening. It's just Drew in yeah. bed scrolling. Right. So more validation, more. So and, it's, and it's like a way that just like shows you exactly like, yeah, this like dopamine hit that you get as an actor that people think your work is good. And you're like, how long and hard can I ride that? Because for the most part, you're just being told um, they're going with Kate Hudson. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's so, you know, oh God, I that was devastating to see. Because I was like, that's me. That is all of us. <laughs> You know, another person who we haven't mentioned yet, but who also is a regular in season three now is Josh. 
Uh, Josh and yes. that, Josh Segura. That that smile, that Lance smile that I he know. flashes is just it's it's truly a million bucks. I mean, it's amazing that that smile. Yeah, it's like I get paid to cheat on my husband. <laughs> um, he's the best. I've known him for 16 years. We came up in New York together. We both were musical kids. I can't remember if we made out at like Bourbon <laughs> Street on 46th Street when we were that age. And like Josh does remember, but will not tell me if it's a, if we did or did not. I do not really? remember. Yeah, I, I think don't you remember. had to have. I know what the If he won't tell like. you, yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. honestly, Probably to this happened. day, sitting in front of you, do not remember. The, That's that whole so time funny. of my life was a blur. He's like, I won't tell you, but it happened many times. <laughs> 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 you just got no idea. Um, Such a good guy. So funny. And like that was a character that was written to be a guy that like worked at Medieval Times and this like nerd that Brooke was dating. And then Josh came in, I think to read for another character and he just like what they wrote it for him and all the hell. Yeah. And the dabbing and all that stuff. That's like his personality. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does feel like this season you really get to see a little more of that character and, and not just that, like the breadth of his acting ability. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. so good. He's and it's so like, good. And he's like, like memorized, like we're both theater kids. So he's just like on it. He's killing it. Yeah. Cause you, you do think like, oh, this character just dabs and says, hell yeah. And you're like, this is the, you know, this is this character. But you get to see what a guy who dabs and says, hell yeah, a lot is like Feeling. when he's having a fight and it feels so true and and nuanced and great. He's just a, he's so good. This yeah, he's, just, he's so patient. Oh, yeah. well, that's with, the thing. Brooke. Like Brooke barely deserves this guy. And she... You know, she's just like always testing him, testing him, testing him. And like watching him fight back is such a gratifying feeling myself watching it as like Mm. an audience. It's, you know, seeing this guy stand up and be like, I'm a good person. And it's, oh, God, that really hit me. And Yeah, when he sends Joe home and you are pissed at him, like both of your performance in that scene was so, so good. You just refusing to let any... Ugh. emotion in was devastating yeah he's he he's a wonderful actor to work with and friend and i can't say enough so i'm so glad he's back this season in such a big way it was like very exciting to see that they had done that yeah yeah no there's there's so much more to go with this show and so. including brandon scott jones brandon who too. is around brandon. so much yeah. this year who's and also is oh. absolutely incredible and in giving a devastating performance and yeah. i love yeah. your relationship i love that you are you're two gay men who are just friends yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a really it's a really like fun storyline this season of of two actors who are maybe uh, you know at in competition with each other and how that affects the friendship. But you've been in that and situation before. Like I felt seen by that situation. I've yeah. had actors that treat me a certain way when I'm below them, and then it's different when you start to succeed. It's odd. Yeah, that conversation that. Uh, or is that? I guess it's episode what, it's, like five or yeah, six. That's, is so good. I mean, oh my god! I it's he's so funny and such a wonderful actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's both really are just devastating. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's definitely that 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 scene. We would call them like our hard scenes where we have to like <laughs> yell at each other. We're like we got a hard scene coming up in a couple of days, um, and yeah, just the idea of of of, of two people who are in kind of competition with each other and how that affects their friendship and Carrie's like so gross to him (laughs) this season and the nuance of kind of being like, you're, you're only happy for me if I'm below you or, you know, is it just felt like it's such a 
devastating, true feeling thing. Um, and it's so real. It out loud. It's so real. And, and we've been on both sides. Yeah. yeah. We've oh, been yeah, that yeah, person yeah. who's a little, who, yep. you know, doesn't want someone to overtake them. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's all for Paramount Plus, <laughs> which is the other. <laughs> um, so, so what uh, what is the plan for a new season beyond this? For a season four, what's the what's what's the hope? What's the I'm dreams? hoping you'll still be at Eight Gay Men with AIDS, a poem <laughs> in many still hours. Yes, yeah. Yeah. there's a few uh, more shows to day, go. Day seven. Oh my God, <laughs> I did. I wa- I went to go see Angels America with Chris Kelly, and when I read that episode, I was like, "You little fucker, this is so <laughs> funny." It's so I've great. seen that play. I've been in those plays. We can all relate. Oh yeah, and I like Angels in America. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah, I think like I. I mean, I would love to do more of this show. I love doing it. I think it's yeah. every season is is feels. You know, like you're seeing these characters continue to struggle, but in new ways yeah. and refreshing ways and different themes. And I, I mean, it would be it's a dream job. Chris so. and Sarah as creators, it just feels like their capacity for storytelling is infinite and their ideas always feel new and dynamic and things that, you know, especially within our industry that people are excited to laugh about. So, of course, I mean god be great <laughs> and also them? we like each other which is psycho <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see brooke grow and change as a person or maybe not too much because we get this asked way. this every year and yeah. i was like yes what do i hope for brooke that she settles down <laughs> and things go well for her like no i don't <laughs> i i also think you know this is maybe a dismal perspective on life broadly but we are who we are right we we come with our weird quirks and hopefully people in life accept us and people who love us accept us for who we are but you know do we change i don't know we get better we we go to higher heights and i think they keep taking these characters to higher heights and then dropping them on their faces from bigger altitudes but you know i i i love that you know no that there's not going to be a bow on anything and i think i i I don't want there to be a bow ever because that's not what life is anyway yeah it feels like i i i mean the the writers always seem to find new ways to have these characters like they are continuing to struggle but they're also winning and dropping off of that and yeah. what is it this season being mostly about like when somebody does or at least for Carrie when somebody does win and they still don't feel happy what does that look like yes. and i think like they you know Brooke also has like such a great arc this season. It, it, it's it's fun to play the new struggles, and I feel like you you could have these characters win or change completely and find m- many different ways to have them struggle. But they're always going to be who they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not perfect. Who is? Well, I am. Oh, Drew, congrats. <laughs> I have been for a while oh, because uh, of Lances. my standard American accent. <laughs> he brought it full circle, That was everyone. full circle. You do segues, I do callbacks, baby. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> well, I think that's a perfect place to end it then. So congrats on season three. It Thank is you. fantastic and Thank such you. a great watch. So. Thanks so much. And, well, uh, we're here because of great writing, and we yes. very much know that. That's Helena York and Drew Tarver, stars of The Other Two, which has its season three finale this June 29 on Max.
And that's it for this edition of Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest awards predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Emily Lagreta, and Clayton Davis, I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you on the circuit. <laughs>